and selling beans. Dressed in his jeans, what a buy she was heard to cry. I got beans at a bargain, little girl. Won't you step right up? Cast your eyes upon me where you will have no other care. There'll be no other worry there if you see the crazy pair. You'll have when they clean and cook the crazy on the table. I got them fresh this very morning from the backyard and I picked them all myself. I hoped you would come along and buy my beans because well, what I'm trying to say is they taste so good. They taste so very, very, very good. Take advantage of a bargain, come and buy some. We got string beans, snap beans, lima beans. We got the very kind of beans that I would like to put right in your fresh burger. Pretty baby, don't you see what I mean? They're the finest beans, coolest of beans. They're the best beans that you could find in this or any other marketplace. What are you trying to prove with all your talk of beans? Yes, I know they look crazy. But they're just beans, only beans they will have to go because of something you should know. That though I think the beans are great, well, you can leave them off my plate because they're not my favorite dish. Hey, let me say, I am not the guy who's supposed to sell beans. It's a means to you, cause I Straight from New York to around the country with Wardo Gray. And hey, we could sure say of the drums, he was the toast, relief the most. We don't want to boast, but all the crazy chicks would hound him, all the crazy bands would hound him. Then one day he met the one that made his head whirl. He met married the same little girl. What a blend. They are the end, they're real cool. House with a pool, crazy scenes blended on the beach. Those beans, I'm telling you. We're going to have to do a show with an expose about the beans. But in the meantime, this is Pandora's Lunchbox, and there are other beans to fry, something like that. Next time, get metaphor fixed before you open the microphone. And on today's show, we're going to talk about a festival coming up this weekend called the Homegrown Festival. It's happening this Saturday at the Ann Arbor Farmer's Market. You can read all about it at homegrownfestival.org. And there's going to be live music by people like Billy King, First Flight, Chris Buhalis, and the Ann Arbor Dub Project. And this being a homegrown festival, it's a lot, a whole lot about food, as a matter of fact. Recently, I caught up with Jeff McCabe, who is a big part of the homegrown festival, caught him at a neighborhood breakfast, and he's going to tell us all about that. Jeff? The homegrown festival is the premier local foods party event in Ann Arbor. Um, we're going to have music, four different bands that are coming out to play. We're going to have chef vendors, ten different uh, local chefs that are going to source all their food from our amazing, bountiful farms in this area. Uh, this is the second year we're doing the festival, uh, but it's the first year that it's been under the pavilion, under the, the, the walkways at the farmer's market. And so it's an evening event after market happens this, this Saturday. It's 5 to 10 p.m., and uh, being an evening event, we're also going to have a beer and wine tent where we're sourcing all these local brewers that are just doing such amazing work, and uh, 
four different wineries that are located within an hour of Ann Arbor. A lot of people don't know we've got our own little uh, wine tour, the Pioneer Wine Trail around this area. So Cherry Creek and uh, Lo uh, Lone Oak and uh, a couple other, uh, Pentamere down in, uh, where is Pentamere? Down south of here in Tecumseh. Uh, and uh, Sandhill Crane Vineyards are going to come out and uh, we'll be able to sample their wares. Um, so uh, all kinds of good fun, kids' activities, a little bit of culinary theatrics. It's just going to be, you know, one of these great ingredients in this uh, mix is to have a little fun and to really uh, celebrate the harvest. And that's what we hope Homegrown is, a way to get people together, talking about what's going on, have some fun. Did you say culinary theatrics? I did say culinary theatrics. Uh, I don't know exactly what those people are going to cook up, cook up, but um, I've heard rumors of uh, some uh, interesting monologues around food and different things like that. Okay. So what is the reason for the Homegrown Fest? Well, the reason is that it's important to celebrate. Um, we work really hard to uh, these farmers to grow this food for us. Uh, a lot of people are doing these different organizations that are helping promote local foods and build new infrastructure. But every once in a while, it's time to just let your hair down and have some fun. So Homegrown is a free event. You can just show up. Uh, we have a, a, a bicycle valet service this year, so we're encouraging people to ride their bikes on in, and we will park them and guard them for you. It'd be nice. I think we even get some people to um, lubricate your chain and polish your seat for you while it's in there. So we're going to really uh, encourage people to show up on bikes, show up walking. Come enjoy. So in last year's festival, what did you feel walking around? What was it like just to be yourself you you probably or, par, partly organized it but what it was like to be a spectator there well you 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 caught me there uh for one thing i was uh, uh helping another friend organize another festival last year so i have just 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 jumped in this year on this one but uh last year it happened to coincide with a very rainy day and it was uh across the street during the day at the community school field over there I think it rained about five inches that day. So everybody's hoping that uh, the festival will be a lot different this year than it was last year. Yeah, I guess from what I heard, it didn't discourage people. There were at least 1,000 people that came out to enjoy it, and they were just uh, good sports. So this year, I think we're going to get about 3,000 people come out. And um, I think for people walking around, it's going to feel a little bit like a, just a fun you know, evening uh, event uh, and I think a little carnival sort of feel to it from the things we're pulling together. And uh, I think it's just going to be you know, fun for, for family and friends and all. Bring them on out. And it's under a pavilion. It's under the Farmer's Market Pavilion in, in Ann Arbor, the very familiar Ann Arbor Farmer's Market. So yeah, the Farmer's Market ends at 3 o'clock. We get a couple hours to set it up and then we're going to go 5 to 10 p.m. So pretty much all-day farmer's market fun, basically. Yeah, the farmer's market is really having quite a weekend, actually, because, you know, you have the normal Saturday market. Friday night is the Ozone House fundraiser they're doing there, where they do quite a little setup. I, I saw that last year, and they set up all these amazing lights and do this... Uh, uh, white linen table uh, fundraiser, and then Sunday's the book fair, the, the uh, Carytown Book Fest. So it's quite a weekend, and the Carytown Book Fest has the um, culinary Michigan theme this year as well. So there's all kinds of great local food stuff going on. Uh, it's it's the weekend to be at the market. 
and uh, this event on Saturday is free. Yeah, yeah. No, no barrier to entry. Come on down anytime you want and uh, enjoy. Thank you, Jeff McCabe of the Homegrown Festival. That's coming up this Saturday at the Ann Arbor's Ann Arbor Farmers Market. You can find out about it at homegrownfestival.org. And you can also call this number, 995-3663. The Homegrown Festival is going to be this Saturday from 5 to 10 p.m. at the Ann Arbor Farmer's Market. One of the vendors there is going to be Project Grow. They're planning a tomato taste-off, last I heard. You might want to listen out for people, something like this. I can't even send you up for a commercial. You play the tomato for 30 seconds. They want a half a day over schedule because you wouldn't sit down. Yes, it wasn't logical. You were a tomato! A tomato doesn't have logic. A tomato can't move. That's what I said. So if he can't move, how's he going to sit down, George? I was a stand-up tomato, a juicy, sexy beefsteak tomato. Look out for juicy, sexy beefsteak tomatoes. They're coming to get you. That's at the Homegrown Festival. I don't know if that one's going to be there, but that's... Okay, that's Dustin Hoffman and Cindy Pollock. Sydney Pollock, sorry. In Tootsie, Dustin Hoffman is a tomato in his soul. In the meantime, I think this is becoming my theme song. If you've heard this recently, well... I love this song, so here it comes again. This is The Temptations in a song peripherally and literally and not necessarily about food called It's Growing.
Detroit's finest, The Temptations and It's Growing. There is a reference to fish in there. Fish is food. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about that, food and fish. We're going to, speaking of Detroit, we're going to speak of Detroit in just a moment. But in the meantime, we just heard from Jeff McCabe a little while ago about the homegrown festival happening at the Ann Arbor Farmer's Market this Saturday from 5 to 10 p.m. He also mentioned the Carytown Book Fest, which is happening this Sunday in the Carytown area. And the book festival's theme is going to be food. Food is going to be one of the main themes of the festival this year. And so some of the guests will include Jane and Michael Stern, who have written several books, also have appeared regularly on the Splendid Table on public radio, and wrote this great pop culture encyclopedia that's quite dog-eared now that I've had it for quite a while. So Jane and Michael Stern are going to be there. There are also going to be uh, some local food bloggers, including bloggers from The Farmer's Marketer, Gastronomical 3, and The Kitchen Chick. Those will be there. That's quite a lot of people actually involved in the Carytown Book Fest. You can read about it at carytownbookfest.org. But I'll also mention that there will be a children's tent, and author John Perry will read a book called The Book That Eats People. Maybe we should actually have a show from the point of view of books that eat people, because we've had people eating things in books and people not usually eating books, dogs eating the homework. Um, Moving right along, yes, there will also be a vegetable papyrus demonstration in Hollander's Kitchen with Karen O'Neill. Real Egyptian papyrus was made from the inner pith of the papyrus plant, and the papyrus was used to make scrolls to write things down on. In this workshop, You'll have a chance to make papyrus from vegetable slices following the very same steps. So this is all at the Carytown Book Fest. That's at carytownbookfest.org. And yes, we were going to talk about Detroit, and now we will. Uh, Just last month, a very interesting initiative started in Detroit. And I'm going to give you this info from modeldmedia.com. Last month, an initiative known as My Neighborhood Food Movers, spelled M-I, Neighborhood Food Movers, began sending trucks full of fresh fruits and vegetables into areas of the city of Detroit where residents lack access to high-quality grocery stores. According to program organizer Kim Trent, the director of the governor's Southeast Michigan office, the trucks will operate almost like ice cream trucks, stopping in area neighborhoods that are underserved to deliver fresh produce. Funded by a $75,000 state investment, the Food Movers program is focused on establishing sustainable local businesses rather than simply providing a one-time grant. During its four-month trial period, it will include three vendors that range from already established businesses to totally new startups. One vendor is Peaches and Greens, which started as just a mobile truck last year but now operates a store on 3rd Street in Detroit and was the inspiration for the program. The other businesses will be called Field of Our Dreams and Up South Foods. And at a recent event inaugurating the My Neighborhood Food Movers, uh, the woman who runs Up South Foods, Jocelyn Harris, spoke, and she had some very interesting things to say. I can remember how hard it was, and some of the people, our our council people, remember the black farmers and how we were struggling to get food to the city. But right now, more than ever, our people are starving. They're hungry. And so I just am so, so, so excited, not for myself, but for the future generations. I'm excited for the senior citizens that can come to the trucks with dignity and shop 
and get the things that they know their bodies are craving. I'm excited about the little children who instead of buying ice cream are going to be buying packages of food. They want watermelon. They want cherries. Yes, they do. They want strawberries. Their little bodies are craving for corn. And I thank God for the opportunity to show my children by demonstration, my grandchildren, the importance of feeding your own self. And not feeding your own self, but feeding a community. So I know that this project is destined for greatness because it is divine and it is at the right time and at the right place and it's got the right people with the right heart. And as time goes on, we're going to see our city become the great city that it was before. Agribusiness is the business of the day. Yes, we're looking for jobs, but as our community looks around, we see vacant lots that are fields of hope and fields of dreams. I had the opportunity to work in 4-H, and I know these gardens can be turned into business opportunities. I know that these trucks can roll up and down these streets, and I know that our people will no longer crave for what they are deserving by nature, and that's good, fresh food. And I thank you so much for this opportunity. I thank you for the opportunity just to be here today. And I thank you for re helping me to represent those people that cannot speak for themselves but are hungry for what we have. Thank you, Governor Granholm. And that's Jocelyn Harris. She runs Up South Foods, which is going to be delivering vegetables and fresh foods around Detroit. And she's a former science teacher with a longtime interest in expanding access to fresh food in Detroit. She's going to be a part of that new My Neighborhood Food Movers, actually is already a part of My Neighborhood Food Movers, MI Neighborhood Food Movers in Detroit. And I also want to mention that some other things are looking up. It's a rough economy right now, but other things are looking up. There's a report from Ken Lavery of WKAR in Lansing. He said Michigan is offering a tax credit to grocery stores that locate or expand in underserved communities. He said the law creating the program has been on the books for more than a year, but officials say it took time to analyze the state's neediest areas. And census data finds that 54% of Michigan's population has limited access to grocery stores that offer fresh fruits and vegetables. So a lot of work to do, perhaps an uphill battle, but things are looking up. We're going to go right all the way back to 1933 now. It's kind of a swerve here to 1933. And here, Lucille Bogan sing a song about a grocery store, actually a big one, a chain, and uh, not necessarily a small one, but, well, we'll hear what she has to say. If you don't find one 
But if you come to my piggly wiggly, you won't go back there no more. Now my friends all hate me, cause I got a piggly wiggly can solve that problem with fresh fresh vegetables you can it can even help you to learn to speak more better better okay that was lucille bogan from 1933 that's groceries on the shelf this is pandora's lunchbox on wcbn and coming up in just about five minutes it'll be time to face the music and not a moment too soon a couple of things have happened in the last week I want to talk about a little bit today. I talked about cha-cha. There were a couple of women in front of the Ypsilanti Freight House selling some wonderful cobbler and also in one of those bell jar type jars, some cha-cha. And I said, oh, she said it rather matter-of-factly. Oh, that's cha-cha. I'd never heard of it. So it's actually, I looked it up and I found a few recipes for cha-cha, but I found out that actually there are more under chow-chow. Maybe you've heard of chow-chow? I don't know. C-H-O-W-C-H-O-W. We're here to tell you exactly what it is. We're going to straighten that out right now. Okay, this is this is the word on chow-chow. Chow-chow, sometimes spelled chow-chow with one word, as one word, this is in Wikipedia, is a relish made from a combination of different vegetables, green and red tomatoes, cabbage, carrots, beans, asparagus, cauliflower, and peas, which are pickled in a jar and served cold. The name is based on the French word Cho, C-H-O-U, for cabbage, admitting that I don't exactly know how to pronounce the French word, but there it is. So there's the answer. It's based on a French word, and that's exactly what it is. Now, here's the other truth. (laughs) Write this one down, too, because this is also the truth, and this is here to straighten you out and get you understanding exactly what the truth is. That's what we're... On Pandora's Lunchbox, we basically throw everything at you, and some of it is bound to be the truth, so that's how you learn. Okay, and the other truth is this, from Answers.com. What is chow chow? It's a Chinese preserve of fruits, peels, and ginger. Ooh. Or a relish consisting of chopped vegetables pickled in mustard. Now, it says here, it's pidgin English, possibly a about What's this about English? I don't speak that. I'm having trouble. It's possibly a reduplication of a Cantonese word, which is spelled here T-S-A-A-P, and I don't want to try to pronounce it and do it wrong, but it's a Cantonese word for food or mixture. And so that's apparently what it is. Um, maybe. That is that that is chow chow. Well, now we know or we don't. So there you go. This has been Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike for a while, and 
We are just about to wrap it up here. But first, I want to mention that there is a corn maze in Romeo, Michigan, that looks like Michigan State University's coach Izzo. And it's his, they're his coach of the ear, ear of corn, coach of the ear. It, it's a gigantic uh, replica of Mr. Izzo there. So now you know. This has been Pandora's Munchbox, a Munchbox, as I said, and it's time to face the music before I say anything else. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Alan Sherman, do your thing. Yeah, Hungarian goulash number five. That's the one. Rip it up, man. Which is very good Or if you wish A dish that's Chinese Somewhere down in column B There's lobster Cantonese Enchiladas That's what people eat in Mexico Shish kebab is skewered In Armenia, you know Then there's Blubber The favorite Of the frigid Eskimo Such Delicious dishes, no matter where you go. Chicken cacciatore is Italian. Kangaroo souffle must be Australian. Mutton chops are definitely British. Chicken soup undoubtedly is Yiddish. Palm Comes from Lithuania. Hansen Comes from Pennsylvania. Wiener schnitzel's Austrian or German. Kindly pass the sauerbrot and Herman. Borscht is what they're eating in the Soviet. Wait, I think we've got some on the stove yet. <laughs> See the mau mouse underneath the jungle sky. Jolly mau mouse. Eating missionary pie. <laughs> Frenchmen eat a lot of bouillabaisse there. Dutchmen eat a sauce called hollandaise there. Smorgasbord in Sweden is the winner. In America, it's TV dinner. <laughs> so, there you have one food from each land. Each one delicious, each one simply grand. Mix them all up. In one big mishmash, and what have you got? Hungarian goulash. Hey! What? Just a minute. What do you call that? I don't understand. I'm lost. May I have some razor blades? What does that mean? Who is it? The inserts on WCBM FM. It's on the left. It's on the left. Eight. Three. Everything's included.
America's wonderful. non-stop alternative radio network. We are the ones that have been waking up the world. You don't want me to go to sleep, pull the plug out of you and you'd be dead. I got a computer at home that's mean that was invented back in 1930-something. You know, the piano roll, you scared of that? How hip is a computer? seven o'clock time. yeah that's what i say too it's seven o'clock and time for face the music my name is our wolf i hope that some rinky dink foxtrots and dance band music from the 20s and 30s will help you to feel better we'd like to open this evening with a song about cannibalism played by joe hames and his orchestra back in what is this 19 19- Put your specs back on, Wolf. 1932. This is called Get Cannibal. And there is a... Uh, oh, it's probably not very respectful towards people in Indonesia or so forth. But it's a, a sign of the times, 1932. Uh, remember, racism and unbridled sleaziness made the entertainment industry what it is today. Uh, there is a portion here where the band, I believe, screams back at the singer. So you know what to do. Get yourself in the moon. Well, it's a treat if you feel the heat. Get cannibal. Cannibal. 